we're going to get into uh, the last two chapters we've been in Corinthians at the end, uh, 2 Corinthians 3 and 2 Corinthians 4, and corresponding chapters, Romans 8, and then Philippians 3. And I believe there's a blessing resting when we meet together in our small group online. So let people know, join us in that last 15, 20 minutes. There's, there's an impartation for you there. Praise Jesus. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What we do on Wednesday nights is we bring the fruit of the day of prayer. We started prayer in the sanctuary at 6 a.m. We continued all the way to 5 p.m. Then the worship began to rehearse, and we moved over to the soaking room. The soaking room is on, down that hall of that, that doorway. You take it all the way and go to the last door on the left. And intercession, I was really happy. There was, there was a, a fountain of joy, a river breaking out. So if anybody would like some refreshing from the Lord, uh, that was already being given because you, you discover where God is and what he's doing by praying. Because praying turns the heart from the natural circumstances of life and the pressures of life, and it turns us to the, toward the one who holds life and gives life. And you can't spend time with him before you start to be influenced by him. And when you start spending time with him, then the word of God starts coming alive. And I want to encourage and ask you just to keep asking the Lord, can I come and join in the prayer during the, the, the Wednesdays? We, it's like a workhorse. It's like an like engine room of a ship. You can feel the movement of the spirit between in the midst of each other because Brian, my prayer, prayer, I go, whoa, where's that scripture? And then that's, I go find that scripture, and then I read it, and then that triggers another scripture when I pray that prayer. So we just start to have a synergy in the room. I want to share one that I heard, and then I want to release the blessing, and then we're going to get some room for testimony. Then at the last 15 minutes, we will break up into small groups and share what we are hearing the Lord in our daily readings. The daily readings are all online. You just go. We're right now just started the, mature, the church maturing. So we've been in this week, first, Second Corinthians. And we'll be, you know, any place, uh, we're up to chapter 4. And then we had corresponding chapters for each chapter. Like today for chapter 4, we had Philippians 3. And for yesterday, chapter 3 of Second Corinthians, we had Romans 8. I really encourage everybody to read them. Just you put yourself into the discipline and you read it. Uh, what was I telling? Uh, I think I was telling, I don't know who, might have been Brian. I, I was saying that, you know, when I read the scripture, I would search out the truths I'm looking for. So I'd be reading and searching out truth. When I just read the scripture as it's being given to me, truth is searching for me. And I'm, I'm meeting truth I wouldn't have found because my limitation of what I think I need was always limiting where I was looking. But by going through the New Testament, we're doing that, and it's really cool. And men, Saturday, 8, 7.30. Can you guys make it, 7.30? I know it's early. It's breakfast, though. So it's not that bad, right, Stephen? It's a good breakfast. Ed? Yeah. So 7.30, breakfast. We come in here. It's a men's group, and we're focused on growing in our inheritance, learning the lifestyle of prayer, learning the discipline, and learning how to meditate the Scripture. And we're going to have testimony, and we're going to have a chance for, uh, to activate or to receive our inheritance that we have in Christ. 
So, uh, but here's the word the Lord gave me in Isaiah. This is so cool. I think you're going to really love it. Um, I, gotta, I think it's a, Isaiah 26. And I believe it's a, super, it, it's a spiritual word for each of us. And, and uh, it's, it's a bit strong, but it is, you need strong words for strong times. And this is about the posture of the heart that goes back to intimacy. Uh, and it's, um, it's Isaiah 26, but it's in the middle of the chapter. So let me get there. Verse 29. He says, and we're, we're praying into this, and we just stepped into this idea of God is dealing with uh, issues in our life that we're out, we don't have the ability to solve, but, but he's solving them. He's stepping in. And Leviathan, whenever you read Leviathan in the Bible, he speaks to the pride. He speaks to the king of pride. He is the king of pride. He speaks to wherever pride rules in our life. So what he says in verse 29, Come, my people, Isaiah 26, verse 20. Verse 20, come, my people, and enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. One of the secrets of prayer is that when we spend time in prayer, we can find it as a hiding place. It becomes a place of intimacy and you. And so can you imagine now? God says, I want to deal with your adversary, the one who's pestering you and making your, your going forward difficult. So here he comes. And he says, first thing you do is come inside and, and shut your door. Shut the door of your prayer closet. Shut the door of your, that place and stay there. And he says, for behold, the Lord comes out of this place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will disclose its blood, no more cover her slain. I, that, you don't have to know, know what all that means other than there's things that are, gonna start, are happening outside. And God wants you inside. And so I was praying, Lord, I want to be inside. I don't want to be outside because I'll get swept away with what's on outside. So I am heeding your cry or tell me, come inside. Then verse 27 or chapter 27, verse 1, he says, In that day, the Lord with his severe sword and great and strong. Yeah. In that day, the Lord with his severe sword, great and strong, will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, Leviathan, the twisted serpent. He will slay the reptile that is in the sea. And again, without teaching it, it's all in the book of Job. It's, it's about pride, and it's about the pride that often is we can't find it in our own life. We don't know how to step out of it. We just seem to have trouble getting into the next place. He says, come into the secret place. Close the door. I'm getting ready. It's going to be a little messy, but don't get caught in the mess. Just come inside. Because then he says, in that day, you'll sing to her a vineyard of red wine. And he, and he talks about his love for the, 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 the Israel. And then in verse 5, he talks about, there's no way you'd be able to withstand what I'm doing. But what you can do is take hold of my strength. So say with me, pick, picture yourself. You're in your prayer closet. You're, you're aware of things are happening. You don't know exactly what to do. You don't know what God's doing. But you want to see, you want to come out on the other side. He says, take hold of my strength. So that's a, a lot of times when, when things shake, we lose, the, we lose the vision of his strength. We lose the sense that his might is greater than the situation we're in. He says, so he said, take hold of my strength that he, and that he may make peace with me. We can't fight with God 
We can only submit to God. We can, we can argue that things are not the way they ought to be, or we can take hold of and agree with God's strength that they are to be the way he wants them to be, whether we see them at the moment or not. And he shall make peace with me. So accepting Jesus' victory in a situation I cannot yet see is the way to make peace with him. And once I'm at peace with him, my, my place of hiding inside that secret place of prayer allows him to just hold me and him deal with the circumstances that are beyond me. Anybody have circumstances beyond you? <laughs> right? Yeah. Things that are beyond. Well, that's what, we, this, that's what this came to. And so we were praying, and it just came so strong, like, oh, Lord. I've had you say that to me in years past. And when you say that to me, I know, come, hide myself in you because you're going to deal with things outside that I can't get to. And I'm going to make peace and hold my peace with you, hold on to your strength, and then we're going to come into this other side. So I'd like to pray that over you. Would, any, would you receive that? If that's something you desire, stand up. We always stand up to when the, a testimony is given and a prayer is made. Father, in the name of Jesus, I know that when it comes time to dealing with things that are beyond our control or out, out of our reach or even actually have held control over us, that you call us away. You call us into the chamber, into the place of intimacy with you. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I bless everyone in the sanctuary and everyone online with access into intimacy, into the, into the hiding in the secret place, into the pavilion, and under your wings uh, to where there is safety and security. And we take hold of your strength here. We take hold. We say you are strong, Lord. You're more mighty than our enemies. You're greater than our circumstances. You're victorious in everything we're facing. We are, you are the one who brings us into victory. And we make peace with you. Now let the peace of God begin to guard your heart and your mind. Feel him surround you. Feel the mind go into quietness. Feel your heart come into rest. Feel the joy of the Lord to begin to come up in strength and just allow God to place you into his peace. Now, while you're standing there in Thanksgiving, we know that God's doing a work with our enemies inside or outside. He's, he's, he's dealing with them with his sword of his truth, of his word. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Would you praise him with me for a moment? Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you for your great strength, for salvation, for, for your mercy. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you. We praise you. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you. Your mercy is new every morning. We praise you for your mercies forever. Praise you. Now, just take hold of it. And go ahead and you can sit back down and we'll go on to the, hear some more testimony. Wow. Praise you, Lord. Allie, do you want to come bring, give us, share what you heard? Yeah, um, this morning I uh, came in to pray and I just had like thoughts that felt like flies flying around. Like, you know, it's, you're like, these are intrusive, and I don't really know what to do about it, and I, I'm trying to ignore it, but they're not really going away. It just feels like that buzzing kind of all around. And it was really good, and we prayed for a lot of different things, and I felt the Lord, it was good. Um, but then right like near the end of the two hours, um, 
the subject of purity came up and I felt the Lord so strong and I just started weeping and repenting and, but like I felt so much of his spirit, so much of the presence of the Lord. And we stayed on the subject of purity for I think like 45 to 50 minutes. Just it kept like so many people that were there and it kept coming up and every people were looking up scriptures about purity and there was so much of the Lord and I just kept like grabbing tissues and like, you know, that like just the ugly cry and like all the snot and everything. <laughs> it was like, but it was so good and it was so freeing. And um, oh, even just like that purity of our heart being believers, like actual believers that we believe what he says and that we really can exchange our life for his life yes. and not just have it be lip service, but be like, there's the the enemy no longer has a foothold because it's like no I've I you're all I want God but from like a deep honest place mm -hmm. from the inside which only the Holy Spirit can do but I just felt that desire of the Lord's heart of like in these days like I I want all of you but not just like you trying to muster that up or trying to be good enough or like okay God but you're kind of like I don't know what what I don't know what to do but actually like the Holy Spirit is so capable of taking our hearts and, and encountering them in such a way that he really is the desire of our heart, the only desire of our heart. And where we can make that exchange from an honest, deep place of like, I give you my life, Lord, gladly, because you are what I want. Your, your face is right before me and I can't look away because you're here not because of religion, but because I, I see you. And um, so I'm just gonna pray that over us. And um, yeah, Father, I Please, thank you for what you're pouring out. I thank you that these are like the days like Acts 2 and you're, you're pouring out your spirit again in new fresh ways. And I feel like, and there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit and it's so powerful. It's all the desires of our heart it's the ability to, to bring that to fruition. It's like all of those things that are deep in the heart of God for us to draw us near, for us to have our eyes fixed on him, for us to, to actually surrender and give our whole lives. It's like all that stuff is found in him and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, I just thank you for taking our lives and um, just wrapping them in your presence, God, just wrapping us in the reality of who you are. And it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And I thank you for pouring out and I thank you for doing it just oh, that, that deep work Whoa. on the inside yes. that you're yes. brushing off religion and you're causing yes. us to be overwhelmed yes. in the spirit of the living God. Yes. And it's wild and it's free yes. and it's everything you really want on the inside. Yes. Yes. And I just thank you, Father. We receive yes. that baptism of the Holy Spirit yes. right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that nothing can withstand your presence, God, that nothing can withstand your presence and we're, we can't be good enough to earn it and bad enough to, for us to be disqualified. But I thank you that you're coming because of your goodness. And I thank you, we receive you right now in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen.
So I, I came in after Ali and the group that was there, and a lot of them stayed. And we, um, it kind of went from that purity of heart to then, to that went to, to purity of mind, of, you know, the things that distract and pull us away from, from, from his word or from, from being with him. And there was a, uh, there was just a real honesty going around the room that, yeah, that I, you know, when I'm, sometimes when I'm praying or sometimes when I'm, when I'm worshiping and that, I'm, I'm being distracted, I'm being pulled away. My mind is, is, is being, you know, swept into other thoughts. And, not, and most of them were just things of the, the, things of the world. You know, it was like, oh, I was thinking about my bank account or I was thinking about these investments or, you know, and that. So it just came from this, this real honesty of, uh, at that point, after Ali left, it was, it was just a bunch of men all sitting around and trying to, again, be, it was a real honesty, a, so, uh, a real sobering of the spirit to be able to be honest about that, the, the place where I can sometimes find myself. And we, we, you know, we went from that place, well, we, we, went, we just acknowledged that place before, before God and said, you know, there's times I don't know how to get out or how to get myself back to where I know I want to be, and that. So we, 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 at that point, the scripture came up, and it's Colossians 3, and uh, 1 through 5, but the, the gist of it is that to set your mind on things above, mm. where Christ is, to set our mind. So we just, we just, together, just made the determination, not from the sense, but in the sense of just what would that look like? What would if in the midst of my trouble, in the midst of my distractions, in the midst of my day, I could stop and set my mind, right, on the things above, where Christ is. Not on earth, but where Christ is. And it says has it, that your life is hidden in God, in Christ. It's hidden, and that was the analogy we had of, 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 of as it were, John the Baptist leaning his head on the on the chest of Jesus, so close that I'm hidden with him. So it just it it was just a it was a real sweet. It went from that real distracted, honest, sobering place to just real sweet in the spirit that that even in our in our in our distractions that that what you're, I'm still with you. I've not I've not I've not become there's there's no condemnation. There's, there's none of that. So, and then a scripture came up, and it was Psalm 40, verse 8, and it says that I delight to do your will. Your law is in my heart. And it's just that real, real place of, of Lord, in, even in my distractions, even in all those things, I delight to do your will. I delight to do your will. And I've, and I've, and I've placed my law within your law within my heart. So if if you would, I it just I just want to again go back. If you, if it's a if for you you're in a place or you find yourself in a place where, where when you're in His presence, in prayer and worship and your Scripture reading, you find that you can be distracted. And I love Ali's analogy of the flies, you know, because sometimes it just so seems so real that you're just being pulled away from the thing that you're in. 
And Father, I thank you right now. I come in agreement. Father, yes. we can step out of the distractions. Wow. Father, we don't we're not wow. we don't look at them. We wow. instead we set our mind wow. on the things above. Whoa. Where you are seated in heavenly places. We set our mind there, Jesus, where you are. Where it's where it's eternal. It's not consumed by the temple. It's not consumed by the places of, of what you of what the world's doing, Lord. I take my mind out and I set it where you are today, Lord. And I acknowledge that 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 is my delight to do your will. And it's your delight to place your law in our hearts. And Lord, we receive from you, Lord, the ability to 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 come out from the distractions of our lives and to come into, to yes, come into yes, your presence. Yes, yes, Lord. Father, so we receive mm -hmm. your goodness and your mercy being mm -hmm. poured out on us. We receive the renewing of our minds being washed by the water of your word, even though we may not know it, but it's just being washed right now for, by, your, by your word. Father, and I thank you that you said, Behold, I make all things new, and that you were moving in the newness of the Spirit. So, Father, we receive right now from you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the renewing of our minds as we place them into, we set our minds on you, on you, Jesus, our great high priest. We receive from you, even as Pastor spoke earlier, that peace that comes. Not distracted, not double-minded, but a peace that comes because our minds are stayed on you. And we receive that, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Brian, can I? Yeah, thank, can I, I want to join on that. While we're just standing here, can I just a real simple technique. It's the way God made us. Is that when you want to direct your mind, use your mouth. Yeah. Whatever you speak toward is what you'll think about. You ever been on a, uh, like a, like a bicycle and you watch a little kid learning and wherever they start looking, they start so going. Well, it's kind of the same thing with your mouth because your, your mind has to stop thinking when you start talking. It has to stop thinking and listen. So then if you're speaking God's word, you may not feel like any of it's real or, or has anything to do to help but it's just life you're speaking. And soon life starts bringing joy and starts bringing peace. So I always, in a moment like this, to agree with what's being said, I start using my mouth. Exactly. I don't try to, I don't just sit there to receive it because often our adversary uses that kind of a posture to, to just twist, to, to, to put his own thoughts into our thoughts, kind of suggest Oh, boy, you feel bad. Or, oh, you got to think about this. So then you're going, nothing's happening. I, I'm trying to have it happen, but it's not happening. It's because we failed to use our mouth. Mm -hmm. So, Brian, you do this again, and we're going to use our mouth with him. Okay? Would you, would you want to try it? This, this is what prayer is about, to, to get results. So lead us. So, Father, right now, we come into your yes, presence. Yes, Lord. Yes, we Lord. come boldly yes, Lord. into your presence. Yes, Lord. There we Throne go. Of grace. Yes, we come Lord. in boldly yes, to where you yes, are, Lord. Jesus. 
and we receive from you yes, Lord. this renewing of our minds. Yes, Lord. Our minds stay yes, on you. So about I set my, my mind, mind where you are, Jesus. My mind is renewed. I set it in the heavenly places yes, to yes, receive from yes, you. Not yes, in the world, yes, but in the heaven, Lord. Yes, so right Lord. now we receive yes, by the Holy Spirit yes, the goodness of God being given to us. It cleanses yes, our mind. It washes us away. Receive we humble ourselves, Jesus. I humble myself before you, Lord, so that I can receive from you because you said your grace is sufficient, Lord, and that you resist the proud and you give more grace to the humble. So we receive the grace, Lord. We receive wow. the grace that comes wow. from speaking out your word in Jesus' name. Yeah, and everybody said, Amen. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> yes. I get my own microphone. <laughs> I am special. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I come in after Pastor Brian and. We're just having, are you laughing at me? All right, it's fine, David. Yeah, the joy of the Lord is. Um, Pastor Steve has mentioned a lot of things like this over the years where he would always say like, hey, you want to know who somebody is, pray with them. Um, <clears throat> which... If there's an opportunity to connect, that's an incredible opportunity. So the fact that Wednesdays are here every Wednesday and there's an opportunity to come in for whatever length of time, if you can, this, it, it's full. Not just in your relationship with the Lord, it starts to build this level of trust with the people that are in the circle as well. Um, and if it's a one-off, amen, if you start coming every Wednesday at the same time, amen, if you pick different times and you come different Wednesdays and you get to meet and, like, connect and build with each other, it's, it's full. Uh, and I'm not going to exactly put you on the spot because there's no camera on you, but if you can, you should come next week, Stephen. Yeah. Um, I just felt like, like we're supposed to build. I really was just praying right now, and I saw me, you, and David here. Uh, so I'm not going to put that on David either. You do, like you do whatever you want, but there was this opportunity to build, and I feel like God is doing something. Um, and in prayer, <clears throat> Larry was here. I don't know. I don't remember which last name. Hicks, is that, I, yeah, Hicks. Um, and one of the things he was praying about and really felt like that the Lord is going to activate the apostles, but the new apostles, and he's like, there's new apostles coming. And so we started to pray for that. And, and the room that it's going to take to kind of like make room for the new leaders. And some of that feels like making room in yourself to step into the role that God has for you. And there's a scripture that says uh, you have to go back to, to milk, to the elementary things, to the beginning. But some, some of you guys should be teachers already. 
And he's like, he's saying some of you guys should have already been activated in your ministry because your individual relationship with the Lord is great, but it's not the completion to come into the body and edify the body from Ephesians 4. That fivefold ministry is to edify, to lift up, to move the kingdom forward. And so as, as we're praying about the activation of new leadership uh, and the making room, and, and one of the parts of the prayer was just that it doesn't fall on one man. It's not on one person. It's, I'm not talking about Jubilee Church. I'm talking about the, the culture, the mindset where we can come and we can look whoever's up here and receive. And, but there's so much more than that. And <clears throat> so I'm praying because, because Larry keeps talking about new leaders, new leaders. And some of them are going to be new, like not in the church right now. And some of them are going to be some of us who have never functioned in your role that God has for you and stepping in and there's this um about the fivefold ministry i took a picture uh because there's this book and he says the apostle lives with leaders the prophet lives with god the evangelist lives with the lost the pastor lives with the people and the teacher lives with the word and it's a really interesting place to go, let me just ask myself if That's any true. of those resonate with me yeah. to go, I don't know what it is to step into my ministry yet, but maybe one of those, like maybe I always feel like I love everybody, but it's me and God. And it, I, or I'm everything I do, I go back to the word. Everything is the word. And if one of those, that could be a beginning spot for somebody to go, man, I already feel that. Let me start to push. Okay, Lord, I feel that. What do you want to do with it? Um, so if you are interested in, in God leading you into stepping into your role in ministry, and I, I just to clarify, that doesn't mean that everybody is going to get up here because an evangelist is not is out there or a pastor is doing life with the people, the teacher might be up there. The apostle who is giving, like bringing the message might be up there, but it's different for everybody. Yeah. And so if, you want, if, you, if you're interested in being led by the Lord into that calling to how can I edify, what's my role in edifying the body? What's my role in coming in and being led by the Lord in such a way? I'm just going to open my arms, and if you want to stand up, if you want to lay yeah. down. Petey, you can, wanna... you, can you read those again so, yes. I, yes, so I we will. can hear them and then pray over that? Release. The apostle lives with leaders. The prophet lives with God. The evangelist lives with the lost. The pastor lives with the people, and the teacher lives with the word. Lord, you have placed gifts and direction 
and purpose and specific kinds of love in each of us. And for those who are willing and want it, Lord, I'm asking that you inspire, that you, that you blow your breath and activate and awaken us, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That we step into the ministry that you have for each of us, Lord. We give you free reign to move things around. And if we've always functioned one way, but you're leading us another way, so be it, Lord. Yes, and amen. Oh, yes, yes. We want you and we want more of you. We want that life of abundance of more than enough. And I, I'm talking about abundance in you, Jesus. I'm talking about your Holy Spirit running over. That our lives have been made active by you and we're no longer functioning yes. in our own flesh, yes. in our own giftings, Lord. Yes. But we're led into our ministries, yes. the way we minister to your people, the way we give and pour out um, your Holy Spirit that you have downloaded into us, Lord. Yes. Thank you for helping us to make room. Yes, yes, yes. For all of this new activation, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Boy, I hear you there. And for every person that is made active, that. Lord, that there's community, that. that there's partnership, that there's um, mentoring, Lord. That we come alongside each other and support each other and help each other run and then take off off of that runway, Lord. Yes, yes. Wow. That you have more than what we've been as a church and as individuals and as a body and as a kingdom. Yes, that the latter is greater and that yes, there's more yes, and more yes, and more. Yes, and you're just getting yes. started. And you've been in this from the beginning of time. And you're just getting started, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your breath, for your activation and for your increase, Lord. We receive you into our anointed ministries in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. We receive that. Anyone else brought a testimony from today? Prayer? So forth? Because what, what we're going to... Rosie? Yeah, come on up, Rosie. And then, then after Rosie, we'll break up into groups of two or three, share what God's been saying, or if you're just brand new... You don't have to know where you're, you just be a part. We'll pray for each other. It's part of releasing. Okay, and the children lives in the presence of the Lord. I like that, Petey. I really do. And so it's just all blanket because we need the presence of the Lord. I love what Pastor Brian was saying and the presence because um, I had experienced an encounter last week and I really felt like the Lord wanted me to share about the presence and i'm just going to piggyback what pastor brian was saying and then also with the prophets and the evangelists but you cannot you cannot do you can be a prophet you can be all what you you know but if you don't have the presence of the lord 
it is going to be pretty rough. You need to always, because Abraham, or is it Moses, I can't remember, he says, I cannot, I will not go unless you go yeah. Yeah. with me. Yeah. And you have to, because I was, last week, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go to a land or to an area that I needed to be. And I said, Lord, okay, uh, I'll do it, but I will, I have to, I have to, I did ask the Lord, do I, do I go? And he's, VBS was here, and I really wanted to be v, with VBS, and I love being around children, and thank you for being so obedient, Maria, Savannah, and Emily. Michaela, yes. Michaela. Because this is a, a presentation or a demonstration of the connection with VBS. There was so much energy. Did you guys come last week? No. It doesn't matter because it, it ties in with your obedience coming here. It's, there's going to be such a renewal uh, for the children. And uh, even though where I was in a different place, the Lord says, the Lord's going to visit, or he has visited the children. A whole, I, I, don't, I don't know, but the whole country was, I believe, had VBS, Vacation Bible. And when uh, Peter was praying also in our uh, um, group, he was praying for um, children too. And it was all connected. And the Lord loves children because in he was praying for crops and and that is what's happening with the children laughter do you hear the laughter do you hear the song do you hear the energy you still feel it i still feel it because that is what brings victory and it just it silenced the enemy in psalms 8 when the children speaks and declares and we are all children That's if you have yeah. the faith of a child this is a song he it just came up i was just singing back there and i said oh that's a cute song and it's uh, <clears throat> if i'm off key it's okay jesus loved the little children all the children of the world red and yellow black and white all is precious in his sight Jesus loved the little children of the world. And that's what's happening. Yeah. God yeah. loves us. We are his children. And when Pastor Steve was saying yesterday at staff, he says, come to me. I'm your father. I'm your father. And yeah. all you need is my presence. And last week, when I was in the room all week long, and I ate one time. I ate one time. And I said, Lord, I'm... I'm kind of hungry, but I, the Lord brought me a, a, a picture. He says, he showed me a picture, and that's what will sustain you. If you're in the Word, he will sustain you. Yeah. He says, he, I was seeing a picture of a woman of the well, and the disciples came, because I was reading and praying for the VBS and all the children and, and all that. And um, because I was from an orphanage, and I saw a lot of children, too. So that's why I just, you know, I always bring up the orphanage because I, you know. Anyway, go, but I was in the box, and the Lord was showing me the disciples coming. And Jesus was so happy. He didn't eat for a whole day. And he says, I have food that 
it sustains me. It's from my father or something. I don't know what the word of word. And I was strengthened. I was really strengthened. And so he says, all you need, Rosie, and he goes on, all you need is my presence. Because what has happened, I was in the room and it was white walls and I was with my daughter and things were starting to come to me. And when Pastor Brian was saying, distraction would come in. And what's the distraction? Lies. Lies. I mean, I'm a word person and I'm a faith person, but boy, you got to really guard your mind. Yeah. You got to declare the word of God. He says, Rosie, stay focused. Stay in my presence. I says, I am so tired reading your word. I'm hungry. And I am, you know, um, there was a lot of things I am. He says, I don't want to hear I am. I said, okay, 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 Lord, Lord. This is how I talk to him, you know, all day. And he says, all you need is my presence. The presence full of joy. You, my presence, that's where the children, they, they just take off and full of joy and laughter. And then I start giggling and I start coming against the spirit of lights and I come against all that. So I start get, regaining and everything. So I'm, I'm sharing with you, when you do get a chance, come on Wednesdays and pray. And then, you know, Peter was praying for the, for the uh, we were praying for the men's inheritance. And then when we were praying honor, he was saying, you know, if this is a scripture you were saying, he says, honor your father and mother. And that's true. When you honor your mother and father, what happens? It, it, you, it goes well. Yeah. And so what I was, when I was, was, when we were praying for the men's inheritance, guess what? I had a vision. We had a vision. The prisons was full of men and they were on their knees praying in the presence of the Lord. Whoa. So I am telling you, children, we love you. Yeah. We love you. You're going to be prophets. You're going to be so full of the spirit of the Lord, even though you're going, you're coming against some things and I, I'm telling you, I'm speaking and I'm declaring and I'm praying over you and I'm declaring per, uh, blessing over you well, and that the Lord is going to bring so much light and life and, and wisdom because VBS, the, the, the atmosphere is full of energy and life. He's releasing them part so much. There is going to be fruits coming out of you. There's going to be, when you feel and sense a word like peace or uh, joy or something the Lord was sharing, it is the Lord. It's not your, your imagination. You think it's you coming. The Lord wants you to start practicing it. I am wealthy in the Lord. I have the mind of Christ. I'm going to be a nurse or I'm going to ask the Lord what you want because you know what? The righteousness are going to inherit the whole. I mean, we, we can take the whole land. So your future is well and you are going to prosper. And God has so much to release to you. Just ask the Father because he loves you. He loves you. He loves all of us. We yes. are his children. We just need to stay in the presence of the Lord. Yes. So thank you, Father.
Thank you. Thank you for revealing that your presence is so real and that we should just not buy a lie. That we, when Thank we you. come into this place of loneliness and, and scariness, Ooh, just come against those spirits because Ooh, all will well be, all will be well with you. Yes, amen, amen, yeah. Thank you, thank you. All right, we've got 10 minutes. Let's go ahead and break up into small groups, two, three people. Share what's on your heart. Share the, what you've heard in Scripture this week in reading. Uh, pray for one another. Uh, just kind of, yeah, do that. And I'm going to go and be with those online. And then I'll call us back and we'll release blessings. So go find somebody. If no one's found you, you find someone. We're all appointed here. It's practice, this whole multiple things. And all right, I want to start talking to those online. I have blessings. I want to, I've been touched by 2 Corinthians 3 and Romans 8. They were the coupling chapters yesterday. And then 2 Corinthians 4 and Philippians 3 today. And they were coupling chapters. A lot of the New Testament is, is repeating truths that's said a different way, either because of who it's being said to or who's saying it. In all the gospel, in the epistles we're in today and this month, it's all written by Paul. So it's a lot to do with who he's writing to. But the truth is Jesus Christ and the revelation of his glory, which you've been hearing tonight, especially what we just heard in that presence and that rosy moment. You've got to, we got to uh, uh, allow that to become not something that happens to a few, but it happens to all. And I activate myself always there. So 2 Corinthians 3 talks about the, the, the distinguishing the two covenants. There's the covenant of the letter, which kills, and then there's the covenant of the spirit, which gives life. And when the letter kills, it's through condemnation, and the life that we're receiving in the, in the covenant is through the spirit of righteousness. So that then... Uh, Paul's talking about the old covenant, which was the letter that kills, had a glory. But the new covenant, which is the covenant of the Spirit, has even greater glory. And the greater glory is not fading away because we are being transformed from glory to glory by beholding in, an, in a mirror, as the end of the chapter gets. We behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We're being transformed from glory to glory by the Lord. So you couple that truth with Romans 8. Romans 8 begins by saying, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Yeah, you can take that up, Kelly. I will be moving too quick. The Romans 8 says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. We're no longer uh, subject to do's and don'ts and, 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 and condemnation because we sin, but we're now in the spirit of life the spirit of life, which we just heard in 2 Corinthians 3, that the, the new covenant of the spirit gives life. So it's, it's a, a principle of Holy Spirit's life. That's that presence. So then he goes on to say, if we set our mind on the things of the flesh, then we're at death. But if we set our mind on the things of the spirit, then it's life and peace. So we're learning that even everything has been provided for us but we're applying ourselves. We're looking into the mirror. We're discovering in the Word of God truth 
so that when we step into the truth, we ourselves can be impacted, we can be transformed. It goes on to say that, that children are like, we have a spirit of adoption given to us, and we're led by the spirit. As many as are led by the spirit, they're the sons of God. And then this whole idea that you're going to walk with Jesus and there's going to be some suffering. There's going to be a pressure. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be tribulation. So be of good cheer. Press on. Stay with it because that's how we grow up into the level of maturity that we were called to live in. The, the, the likeness, the Christ-likeness the, that we begin to manifest and it brings liberty, even, even liberty into the planet, liberty into the... Um, atmosphere and we ourselves are expectant of being brought into the fullness of redemption even our body so romans 8 and second corinthians 3 kind of give us this picture that that this is not an accident and it's not something kind of happening it was given to us before time began we were foreknown predestined to be conformed into the likeness of the image of christ and having been uh predestined we were then justified and justified we were glorified and then Romans 8 is kind of closing on that yeah there's conflict but there's nothing that can take us away from the love of God and the love of God is going to abound so again look into the mirror it's the word of God nothing can separate me from the love of God so I'm not going to check if that's true by how I feel I'm going to tell my feelings that's what's true so start feeling that you're inseparated from the love uh, running out of time, but the Second Chronicles, Second Corinthians 4, which is 4.6 is one of my, my life scriptures. It says, uh, as a, let me just, yeah, here it is. For it is the God who commanded light, 4.6, God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So God, who in the, in the beginning, Genesis 1-1, when he speaks Genesis 1-3, it says, let there be light, and the light shone. He commanded the light to come out of darkness. So today, light is shining in my heart by experiencing, that's the word knowledge, the glory of God as I look and behold the face of Jesus. There's so much glory in the sanctuary tonight. I don't know if it's, well, yeah, it's just so much weightiness and I, I just release that weightiness into your own living room, to wherever you are, to, to receive. Because when you see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, it's, it's liberation, it's light, it's, it's freedom. And then he goes on, though, he says, we have a treasure, it's in an earthen vessel, this clay pot. But it's uh, so that the excellence, the overabundance of the power that may be from God, may be from God and not from us. So we are uh, learning that we, we don't have it all physically together or, or even circumstantially together because the power of God is not coming from us. It's coming through us. So there's talking about the consequence of hard-pressed, pushed, crushed, all this. We're carrying the death of the Lord in our body <clears throat> so that his life can be seen. So I want to say to everyone, you're in trouble right now. You're in a pressing point. You're under pressure. The Lord wants you to know that the pressure is to release the life that's in you in Christ. The life in Christ that's in you. It's to release the Christ life, the resurrection. 
And then he ends the chapter by talking that we, again, don't look at the things which are seen, but the things that are not seen. For things that are seen are just temporary. They're just happening for a moment. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And why? Because when we are looking at the unseen, the pressure is working an eternal weight of glory into us. When we look at the things that are seen, the pressure is killing us. So we turn our attention from what we see to what we don't see, the truth, the promise, the eternal. So Philippians is the same. I can't believe I'm getting this done. Philippians is the same. Chapter 3, you have a, a Paul who's it, saying, you know, we, we, are, we, are, we are, he says it in 3.2, 3, 3. We are the circumcision who worship God in spirit. We rejoice, which means boast in Christ Jesus, and we have no confidence in the flesh. Then he explains, if anyone thinks they have confidence, I have, I have more reason to have confidence than any of you. And he goes and he lists his, his Hebrew pedigree and his disciplines of his early life. Circumcised the eighth day of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews concerning the law. He was a Pharisee. Keep going concerning zeal. Uh, he was persecuting the church concerning righteousness, which is in the law. He was blameless. And he says, what things were gained? That's all positives. I have counted loss for Christ. So there are things that are negative that we lose, and none of us never mind that. I didn't mind all of the bondages that I lost when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. But when I build up a sense of righteousness, and then I lose that, or an effort that I was applying myself to to see a good thing accomplished, that's, 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 that's counterintuitive. It's conflicting. But he says... I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. And here's the key, that I may gain Christ. <laughs> Beloved, if you've been suffering losses right now, losses in relationship, losses in positions of righteousness, losses in a place that you had, had a sense that you could fall back and say, well, I, I'm okay because I can do this. The Lord wants you to say, Count it rubbish and gain Christ. There's a trade. You can say, I want you, Jesus, now. And what does that mean? He says, I can be found in him not having my own righteousness. I don't want my righteousness. You have to maintain your own righteousness. The righteousness given to us by faith in God's resurrection of Jesus is maintained by God's resurrection in Jesus. It's, so he says, I want to have a righteousness not from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness of which is from God by faith, and that I may know him. So we're now, and now we're here to see walking. Romans 8 is talking about this position we've been granted. Come, the, the struggles that we're going to go through. But it's a higher position than we even understand. And even in the highest of positions, even being glorified, there's going to be conflicts, but you cannot separate us out of the love of God. Well, here we now say the same thing. I've lost all of this, but I've gained Christ. And I'm found in him. And I don't carry my own righteousness, but one that's given by faith. Now, I can know him. And I can walk in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings. I can be conformed to his death because I'm going to, and this is the goal, I'm going to attain to resurrection from the dead. So I love the way the, 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 the gospel is being preached by Apostle Paul to different people in different cities, but saying the same thing. Ch chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, it's all about the new covenant, and it's all about the, the glory of the new covenant. Romans 8. 
It's all about the new covenant of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It's about the transformation process and of the glory. Second uh, Corinthians 4 is talking about the light of the, the, the glory of God seen in the face of Jesus and the pressure that comes on us because of that. But so the life of God can be released in us. And Philippians 3, same thing. We're losing our own resource and ability so that God can be the resource of all and be our righteousness and give us access to things we had never thought we could have. So I bless you. I bless you. You're reading the Bible means a lot to God because you're hold, picking up his truth and cherishing it. And freedom's coming in ways you've never yet imagined. In Jesus' name. I want to talk to everybody now. Praise the Lord. So I want to, you can keep uh, talking and praying, but I'm going to release a blessing so we can send our audience on home, online, and everyone is going. Lord, I want to release the river of life. I release the river of life that was seen in the room of intercession. I release the river of life that flows out of our belly. I release the river of life that flows from the throne room. I release the joy that is filled in that river and the laughter and the hilarity. I release that today, tonight, and tomorrow and throughout this rest of the week until we gather as men on Saturday for the inheritance and as the church of Jesus Christ on Sunday. I declare the river of life. There will be joy. There will be blessing. There will be happiness. There will be laughter. There will be delight. There, everywhere the river goes, it brings life. The river of life, the Spirit of God. And I just declare it over every one of us as we advance and flow and follow after and known inside of Jesus Christ. Amen.